What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime and with Downstar, episode 68. And today we are sitting here with the OG man. <laughs> he runs it out here, guys. Jerry Guzman, aka Jerry Bill. How you doing, guys? Jerry, thank you, man. Thank you so much for coming out here, man. No problem. I, I know that's a little drive from um from LA to right. get out here and i appreciate your time bro no problem uh dude as long as we've known each other we've never really had a chance to like sit down and chop it up you know it's it's always in between like a show or something yeah. like that or, or, the race track. or racing or something like that but for uh for all the uh people that are new to you let's kind of get a little intro into into what you do Okay. Uh, well, I build race cars, you know, race engines, turbo kits, nitrous, you know, all motor setups. Yeah. Whatever it is, I pretty much do it. I do some wiring too, and, you know, I do it all from home. Really? Yeah. Dude, that's dope, man. So um, how long have you been doing this as your, your full-time income? Man, I think maybe about 15 years. No shit, yeah. dude. 15 years? Yeah wow bro what was your last job before that i actually worked for import builders for jeff import builder yeah what is that um it was a race shop too and then they had a dyno and everything and um uh before that it was called atomic performance by dr charles i used to work for him first yeah and then um he kind of came out of the picture and then uh then it was just Jeff, and I just kind of stayed working for Jeff. So where was this shop at? In Fullerton. Fullerton. Okay. Yeah. When when was uh the shop around? Around what time? Oh man, I'm thinking. Let's see. I I had my son in '05, and I think it's like '07, '08, maybe. Is maybe. that when it when it ended or? I think so. Like, man, it's, I don't remember too much. Well, <laughs> it all mixes together. I know together, my son huh? was probably like two or three, so maybe like 07 around yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, dude. So you've been in the, you've been yeah. by yourself that long. That's yeah. crazy, man. 15 years, that's a blessing, dude. Yeah. And um, how long were you at that shop before? Um, well, before it, it was Atomic Performance. Yeah, yeah. So I was with Charles for about maybe a year, and then he went, moved over to, fullerton and something happened between him and jeff and jeff ended up staying with the place and um you know i, I would have followed charles to work at his shop but he just never opened another shop so oh I really stayed, yeah i stayed with uh with jeff damn that's somebody that i would like to talk to as well dr charles dr. charles yeah man, I he, bet you he has a bunch of stories he's cool as hell man is I, he i i've um known him since the pit crew days where you know uh Back in the 90s, bro, Pit Crew was big, like the biggest race shop in San Gabriel. Really? Yeah, and uh, Charles used to work there. And, you know, he's the one that did, like, my first nitrous setup and my Accord, you know, back in 94, 95. So I've been racing since then. Yeah, dude, let, let's actually get into it, man, because uh, you you are definitely the OG out here. And you got you got 10 years on me, and I'm sure I've only been in the, in the Honda community right. since, like, Oh eight, wow. you know. Yeah. So so how far how far do you go back? I, I like I said I started in nineteen ninety four. Ninety four. Yeah. What what was the community like in ninety four? Man, I mean it was you know race crews, you know all over the place. We used to go to um, Silmar Race in Silmar, Ontario. You know the old Precision track stuff like that, and even in Alameda, we used to race in Alameda and like L A area. Yeah. 
And man, we used to race all night, bro. Like all night. So there's a street racing. Street racing, yeah. We just get tired of racing and go home. Yeah. Like, cause the cops weren't as high. No shit. Yeah. So you stop because you're just yeah, ah, we're just I'm tired. Over. Bro. It'd be like four in the morning, and we just like drive home. Like, fuck it, let's go home. I'm yeah. Tired. But it was man, those were the good old days. Actually, before the movie came out, the Fast and the yeah. Furious. Because then that brought to light our whole industry. Yeah. You know, all our street racing, everybody, everybody and their mom wanted to do it. You know. Yeah. So, so how did you even get into it back in '94? Um. Well, I used I, my. The car I actually wanted, my dream car at that time, was a 1993 Honda Accord. So 94, you're what, early 20s? Yeah, about 20. So uh, 20? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so your dream car was an Accord. Was like an Accord. Uh, were you door. even driving at that time or no? Yeah, yeah. What were I you was, driving? Uh, well, I bought the Accord. That was your first car? That Well, no. My first car was an actual Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, bug. shit. The Bug. Yeah. Okay. Dude, I bought it for 50 bucks. Drove no it way. Home. Yeah, 1960. <laughs> 50 bucks? 50 bucks. Was this like kind of an old day thing where 50 bucks was like a thousand bucks? Kind of. Like it was a little beater, you know? Like, yeah. I'm surprised it actually started and I drove it home. <laughs> yeah. And then like from there, I fixed that because my dad, he's a painter. He paints cars. Oh, okay. So that's how I got into the car scene because of my dad yeah so then you know i got that bug fixed it up painted it and i sold it for three G three g's no and then shit. from there i just kept getting better cars until i went to the dealer and i bought that accord so you bought it straight from the dealer right yeah. well it was a, a used car dealer okay yeah. okay okay and um dude it was you know white sitting on gales you know rims yeah old school rims yeah so man when i seen it i was like man i want that fucking car right there let's do it and really i went in there and they got me though like i paid like Probably like 30 G's for that car back in those days. No yeah, shit. Yeah, because I was a first-time buyer and stuff like that. So oh, wow. They got me good. I just didn't care. I was like, I want it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, and then from there, I started um, I started hanging around a couple of guys, you know, Albert Gamboa, Danny Alanese. Like, that was our little crew, and we started, like, souping them up, man. We just <laughs> headers and little basic stuff at that time because nobody had Honda, you know? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't yeah. exist then. So we just had a stock ECU chipped <laughs> like that. So first I started off with the Accord engine, of course, you know, and then from there in like 96, I did the Prelude swap. So the H, what was the H22? H22, yeah. Okay. And, you know, from one weekend to the next, you know, we did the swap. So nobody knew I had it. No so, shit. Yeah. And then I put my nitrous kit on that. Yeah. I had direct port nitrous kit, 120 shot. Uh -huh. So, man, we used to smoke everybody. And people thought I still had the Accord engine. Yeah. So they were like tripping out. Like, how the hell is that Accord engine so damn fast? Because, <laughs> dude, I smoked everybody, bro. Like back in those days, like, you know, we raced Lucky and them. Mm -hmm. You know, when they were P PYR, Peter, like they were like the biggest all-motor guys out, you know? Yeah. And, you know, we raced them. We raced, man, I don't know if you remember. Uh, well, I don't know I, if you know. Uh, there was, like, this little kid with a typhoon that, man, that thing used to be fast, bro, up in the valley. A typhoon? A typhoon, What is bro. that? A, a, bla a souped-up oh, blazer. The, oh, it's a, it's a blazer? A souped-up blazer. Oh, got you. Because they had, like, the, the GMC. They yeah, had the those... GMC typhoon. Got yeah. you, got you. So that, that was thing. a higher model. Was it yeah. turbo or something like um, that? Or? I believe it was. I don't know if it was turbo or supercharged. Something. something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Well, that thing was fast, bro. Yeah. And, man, that, he was, like, the fastest car. And, man, I raced that guy and smoked him. No like, shit. Yeah. People were tripping. Bro. Like, <laughs> 
for weeks, they didn't know I had the prelude motor. Yeah. Like, weeks, bro. Nobody would ask to pop my hood or nothing. So how did you know about even how to do the swap or anything? We just, like... I mean, we that back then. That's when the GSR started barely swapping into the EGs. So then uh, we're like, "Fuck it, let's try it," you know. And we made it fit, and from there, you know, we just kept going. Do you remember if you had to do any like welding? Yeah, or yeah, the transmission mount. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We straight cut it off and no made some shit. little brackets and welded it and lined it up, and that was it. <laughs> we stock mounts, you know. What? So there was no. I think the only place that made mounts was the what was it the place. The place racing dude i haven't heard of any of this stuff dude, before these this are, is crazy those were like probably the first you know aftermarket mounts they made for hondas really the place racing i remember so so let's put everything in perspective you get the the car when you're 20 um was that your first introduction into the sport compact yeah, community yeah. Yeah. So when you when you say that your dad was painting cars, what type of cars was it that he was he working on? He would paint anything. Like, oh, really? It didn't matter, yeah. Was it just like a, a body shop where well, he was he worked, just a painter? I think he worked at Chrysler. Okay. At the dealer, so, you know, and he used to do it at home too. So, you know, he got me into the cars because of that. Like, I know how to paint cars. I just don't like it. Yeah. It's, just, it's a lot of work, so. So so he would get side jobs and say, hey, yeah. I need you to help me, yeah, whatever, like, sand this or yeah. do this or whatever. He's and that was your... That showed me. That was your introduction yeah. into the automotive world. Yeah. And then when you uh, when you decided that you wanted the Accord, is it because it was the Accord or just the car? You're like, that's a nice car. I like yeah, that. I just, I love that body style, you know, like they had just came out. Yeah. You know? It was a 93 and I got a 94. So. Yeah. You know, it's like my favorite body style car. And by that time, did you even know that there was a there was kind of a, a different world for racing or Hondas um, or anything like that? Not really. Like I just got it because I liked the way it looked, and from there, you know, I started going, you know, buying headers, buying little stuff here and there, and then I I found Pit Crew, and I used to buy a bunch of stuff from there. And Charles, I've known Charles for many years. From, yeah. So I know all those guys, Peter. Well, Peter, I know Peter. Charles, James West, you know, split second guys. So are all these guys kind of like the the leaders of the community when you came in? I think Charles probably one of the main, like the biggest guys. The biggest, really? I think, I, like, dude, I think he was like, the, I don't know if he's the one that started it, like, but I know I, he's like the originator for me. Yeah. You know, like I, I, he knew how to do all kinds of stuff that back in the JG days, you know, mm -hmm. JG Engine Dynamics. And then, um, yeah, it was just crazy, bro. Like, that was the only shop I knew that built engines was JG Engine Dynamics. And what what city was all of this in? In or Alhambra. San Gabriel, San Alhambra. San Gabriel, okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that that's kind of where your scene was out there? Yeah, like, that's where, it, like, the main part of it was, like, all the races were there. Really? Yeah, like, all the racers, bro. Like, everything. And what got you into to street racing? Was it just when you got the Accord and then yeah. you decided, like... Yeah, I mean, you know, I got the Accord. I started doing little mods, but it was automatic. Oh, okay. Like, I didn't know what was better, you know, at yeah. the time. And when I got the automatic, I just loved it like that. And I was like, man, I kept breaking trannies. So then I switched it to stick. Yeah. And then from there, we did the prelude swap after that because it just wasn't fast enough. How long did you have the car before you did the swap? Um, I think I did the swap in 96. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I got the car in 94. Years. Yeah, like two years after. Got you. That's still crazy, dude. Yeah. Imagine buying a car right now and in two years just like pulling out the motor from it. Yeah, I, you know? I was tearing that thing up. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. wild, dude. That's dope, though. So whatever happened to that car? I 
you know, it junked it after a while. It just, it was years old. And I got the EG yeah. in, I think, 2000. Yeah, I got the EG like in 2000. And then from there, you know, I started doing B-series swaps on it. And, you know, we just kept getting, you know, faster and faster. That's, so the cord's the car that just started everything yeah, for, for you. Yeah, for me, yeah. And then uh, after you get the cord, you're fixing up the H22 in there. How long did it take till people started figuring it out? Like, hey, probably, what do you got going on? Probably a month later. <laughs> really? Yeah. And we were racing, man. I would fill up my bottle every week, bro. And oh, I would shit. finish it every week. Like, we'd be racing the shit out of it. Like, it was, man, it was a fun time. Damn, dude. And were yeah. you making a lot of money on the side with it? I mean, you know, back in those days, like, a $300 bet was a lot. Yeah. So, man, I used to, I mean, I used to go watch Steph Papadakis race on the street. Really? I saw him. I think the last race he did, he had his little, he had a, a EF with uh, an LS motor, I think. An LS with nitrous and mm -hmm. turbo. And he raced some old school El Camino on Alameda and stuff. Yeah. And Charles was there. Because these were all the wicked guys. Wicked racing. Okay, gotcha. So, I, that was actually, I was one of the last ones to get into that crew. You know, back in the days. And then, um, you know, I saw them racing like back in the days. Well, for, it was like $350 race. Well, now it was like a big race, you know? Yeah. Against these, you know, white guys that are fast V8 guys, you know? those. That's where always, that was always our competition. Was the, the V8 V8s. guys? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Even in Compton, right? Oh, that was yeah. still going down. Oh, I remember man. when I was going out there, that was the thing. It was like yeah. the Hondas versus the, uh, the, the Camaro dudes. Yeah, when we beat them, it was extra special. You know? Really? Yeah, like Steph beat that El Camino, and that El Camino was popping wheelies. Bro. No shit. Yeah. In his little EF. Wow. Yeah. So even back then, you there was so much prep, you could just pull tire on the street? It just, I mean, they, they, our cars were all top end. So, you know, the V8 would, of course, launch, get out of the hole, and then, boom, he just came around them, bro. Wow. And then what happened after that? Did it did they have like a different respect for Hondas? Oh yeah, like those VA guys, once they seen a Honda beat them, they didn't they couldn't <laughs> believe it, bro. They could not believe it. And you know, I, I just remember I remember his car, you know, it was flying the probably third gear and he hit the unit and it just like bounced a little and and it took off. And he smoked that guy. No shit. Yeah, so that's, it was, that was pretty dope. So back then, was, was there like a, a big crowds that would come out? Like No. No? No, nah, just just the actual people that know about the races. I mean, now everybody thinks they can race. So yeah. everybody comes out and they don't even really race. They just drive around and do bullshit, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, back then, those kind of races were private. You know, it's just a couple of people knew and that was it. And then how about the spot? Was it, it was a kind of off the beaten path or? Yeah. Like it was uh, kind of Compton area, Alameda. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So they, you know, that was before Compton, Maine. Like. Yeah. 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 They didn't race on that street before. So. It so. It was pretty crazy. So then uh, you get rid of the court and you say you got the EG. The EG, yeah. And then you put a B-series swap into yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And then by that time, did you just know a lot of Honda guys or? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, then I had worked, you know, at Atomic. Then uh -huh. I went to to Import Builders. And then, you know, that's when I was I started building my engine and stuff like that. Like, I, I learned a lot of stuff from Dr. Charles. He really? taught me how to weld. You know, he didn't build engines, but he worked on them a lot. So, you know, I wanted to learn how to build engines. So I actually did it through, um, I bought the Honda manual for the gsr like the helms manual yeah, no the the one from the dealer okay like that one and that's how i kind of learned how to build engines yeah like going by honda specs 
And then you just started just taking it apart. And yeah. There's a lot of trial and error. Yeah. You know how it is. You first, you blow a lot of shit up. Yeah. <laughs> but then you learn and, you know, it gets better. So at this time, besides like the car stuff, what else you got going on in um, life? Or is it all just. Well, the, you know, my life kind of revolves around the car thing. And, you know, I sell front ends, EG, EK, mm-hmm. you know, and trunks and all kinds of stuff like that. And, um, you know, um, yeah, I have I have two kids. I have my daughter. She's uh, thirteen. She's gonna be fourteen. Oh wow! My name is Isabella. My nice. son is eighteen. He's about to be nineteen. Wow! Yeah, so they're already big. So is my your son, my son lives with me. My daughter lives with her mother. Oh okay. So is your son into a, is he into cars? He doesn't even care for it. No <laughs> shit. So my my legacy stops there. Oh, no. <laughs> but my my nephew, my brother's son, he loves it. So maybe he'll continue it. Yeah. But my son, he's he doesn't care for it. So back in the day when you were when you were out racing and stuff, mm-hmm. where it, like that was your entire life. You're just working at the shop and then going to race at night. Um, or well, I used to I used to go to Cal State Northridge for a couple of years. Oh, okay, no way. So I went to college for a couple of years and I didn't finish and I just kept kept doing the card thing after that. What were you studying over there? Um, accounting and business management. Oh, so. When you went there, is that what you wanted to do? You wanted to have your own business one day? Yeah, like for sure. And I just, you know, the car thing is like plan B type yeah. of thing. So, you know, I just, I don't know. I was more into the cars after that. Yeah. And where where did you grow up at? Um, well, I live in LA by the Crenshaw area. Okay. So, you know, all the low riders and stuff like that are around. But I went to school in East LA. Oh, okay. So I went to Roosevelt High School in East LA and... um you know, I, I kind of grew up over there in East L.A. And then, you know, in LA, like, like I was never home. I was always on that side of the area. Yeah. And then when I was able to drive, like, man, we used to, I, before I wasn't even into cars, I used to just party. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's like the party crew days. No shit. Man. Tell me about that, dude. Oh, man. I used to leave my house Friday. wouldn't come back till Sunday, bro. Like, party all weekend with my friends, yeah. And this is, what, maybe early late teens or? Yeah, I was like 17, 16, 17. And what do your parents say? Uh, they never really told me anything. As long as I came home, they were happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I was never into gangs or anything like that. So, they didn't really worry about it too much. Were um were things kind of rough around that time? Um yeah, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't too bad. I my my dad, you know, he's a hard worker, so we were never like broke. Yeah. So, um you know, he always had some type of money. And um, I used to drive his cars around. You know, I learned like that. And then, um, I mean, before I had a license, they used to take my cars all the time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, even when I was street racing, fuck, I lost my license a bunch of times. No way. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't care. I was like, fuck it. Just, I kept going. I could street racing. You know, you get tickets all the time. Like, they, I would get caught at the line. Yeah. And boom, they'll take my car because, I, I mean, I didn't even have a license. I would, I lost it. So I had no license and I didn't give a shit. They take it. I go take it out. <laughs> no shit. Back in those days, they didn't have a 30-day hold. Oh, okay. So they take it and then you take go it, the you next go, day yeah, or whatever. You go take it out and stuff. So. Wow. So the first time it happened, were you were you shook or you were just like, ah, oh, fuck um, it? Yeah, I was like, fuck it. You know, I will go take it out and, you know, go back racing again. <laughs> oh, damn. Like, dude. man, I've gotten caught, like, on slicks, slick down, you know, ready to go, like... And they would let me go sometimes. Really? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was it was crazy. Damn. 
that's that's kind of nuts dude mm-hmm. uh, i've always wanted to run from the cops but i'm just scared of getting i actually caught. i actually have like i was on i was coming from uh palmdale actually like we used to race you know like palmdale track and i was coming back from over there one day and i i didn't have a license at that time because i had lost it so i had no license i think my car wasn't even registered bro no and i was just driving around like that i didn't give a shit <laughs> no exhaust just bah, you know on the freeway yeah and i noticed this car creeping up on the side of me and it's a chp uh-huh. and i'm like oh shit you know so i was i saw the 118 because i was on the 405 yeah and i saw the 118 because it's like a one lane to enter it mm-hmm. well it was getting close so he was trying to edge me over so then as soon as he kind of passed it, because he was in front of me a little bit, I jumped on the 118 and punched it, bro. And I was out. No way. I was gone, bro. Was, Did, was he able to get on nah, or no? He, he didn't he didn't find me. I was, <laughs> I was out. So I've, I've ran, you know, before. but It always looks so exciting, dude. It's great. Like, I wouldn't do it now. But back in the days, I didn't, you know, the consequences now were a lot greater. You know, like, I didn't have to worry about a family or a job or anything. Yeah. Like, if I got arrested, I was like, fuck it, whatever, you know? Yeah. Now it's different. I can't do that. No, definitely, dude. You got too many responsibilities yeah, nowadays. Yeah, yeah. So back when you were growing up, you were going to these party crews. What would you guys, or parties, it was like uh, you would just chill with it was your crew? Like, and- um, yeah, it was like the Rebel area, you know? Doc Martens, you know, the Thermals, and, you know, we're talking about early night like 90 91 so what kind of um what kind of music would you guys listen to it was um like k-rock music the old school k-rock music like rock and roll no no alternative oh no alternative, shit you know, morrissey you know the smiths you know stuff like that you really know, the, the Cure, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so it was it was all that stuff and you know all the early k-rock music that's old school stuff now are you still into that kind of music i still now? yeah i listen to everything i mean i like a lot of hip-hop i like a lot of alternative yeah i just like all types of music yeah dude i i uh i'm i'm really into like uh like alternative rock yeah. punk rock like yeah. all that kind of stuff like there was floyd and all that stuff. yeah dude yeah. especially my pops got me into a lot of that stuff because yeah. when he was growing up he was into uh now it's classic rock yeah you know back so in you're the day. a second generation yeah I was a first generation. Really? So my daddy just listens to Spanish music. So that was it. Yeah. Yeah. He was the one that put me onto it. He put me onto that and then like rap, you know, NWA oh. and things like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. even when he was, uh, he was stationed in Germany, he oh, actually nice. went out to a, a bunch of concerts out there. Wow. Saw like Zeppelin and yeah. Ozzy Osbourne and shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm like, damn, man. That would be sick to be able to have gone to that kind of stuff, yeah, you know? That's badass. Especially even like um like Woodstock. You know, I would dude, I would have killed to go yeah. to Woodstock, bro. Yeah. It seems like there was so much more passion in yeah. music back yeah. in the days. Like even the old school rap is still the best rap there is, you know? Tupac, yeah. Biggie. I think those are two of the best rappers ever lived. Yeah. Um it's 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 like that it was the beginning of something. All of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you could relate that to anything, right. even like the car industry yeah. too. You know, when when something's barely starting out and it's new and you don't even know what's yeah. going on. And, you know, back in the day, rap was still looked at as something like that. It's, it's just a, yeah, a phase. Yeah, you know, yeah. this is just some kids. It's just a phase. But to, to see what it turned into today, I don't know if anybody could have seen that happen. Yeah, that's you crazy. Know? And a lot of the new music nowadays is like, I like it too, but 
I don't think they show as much respect yeah. to the people that that kind of paved the way, yeah. you know. And uh, you you being uh, older, you've been in the community for so long. How do you, how do you feel about that? As it is to like the uh, the the Honda community, as far as the the newer enthusiasts, the newer yeah. racers, the newer businesses, things like that. Do you feel like they don't focus much on the legacy or? Yeah. How, how do you feel about how things are nowadays? Um, I think what ruined our industry kind of is the the uh, road racing, you know? Like when that came in, the drifting and all that. Oh, okay. That took like half of the people with them. Really? Like half of the people went that way instead of the drag racing because that's when like, um, you know, Steph had his, his Civic, you know, and he was racing. And, you know, after after the NHRA died, for imports, that's when everything kind of went down. Yeah. And, um, you know, half the people went with the drifting. So when do you think that was? Man, I'm not sure when um, the NHRA, the last event was. Was it in the 2000s already? I think it was maybe 03 okay, around okay. there. That's when it when it went down. Even the Nopi, you know, mm-hmm, Nopi yeah. and, and the NHRA. The NHRA was big scene, bro, like... Really? The cars were, like, we used to race in Pomona. That was the last time we raced in Pomona. Yeah. In the NHRA days. Yeah. So the import, you know, the, the import drag racing scene on that, like, man, that was a long time ago. I mean, Pomona was our best track. So now it's Bakersfield because that's the only one that's pretty decent. So Pomona is not even around anymore? Or? It is, but not for us. Like really? only for V8s, like the actual NHRA, because um they have a a sound, oh a sound, sound ordinance, yeah sound ordinance, and you know all these stupid people that moved around the track, they don't like it. So, but aren't the V8s louder? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like it's it's kind of like uh, they races against the imports because really you know, they prefer the V8s and they're way louder. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah they're way louder. You know all the top fuel and all that stuff like those things are loud as hell so what do you think was the cause of it why why did it even Um, end or i'm not you know what i think the the owner died of nhra at that time and they didn't care to continue the import scene oh if i'm not mistaken i don't remember but i think it's something like that got you but then um Cause you know that's kind of when the the when did the Fast and Furious come out the movie? I uh, I want to say two thousand three, two thousand one. Okay. That's two, around that's, there. That's when all these body kit era and all this crap came out. You know. Oh, got you. Like it just it it kind of threw a bad um. I don't know. It just it shined a bad light on us. You know, like we were about racing, not show cars and stuff like that. Yeah. So since back then, have you noticed uh, any time in the industry where you felt like it was coming back or has it felt like it's just, you been know, in- what? it goes up and down. It's just that's how it is now. It just goes up and down. And like, look at the drifting. It kind of died, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not as, you know, active as it was before. So I think, you know, some of the people came back, but not not entirely. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it just has its up and downs like. You know, everything starts here on the West Coast and moves east. You know, now it's really big on the East Coast when it was, it started in the West Coast. Yeah. So, um, you know, like even all the sponsors went East Coast. Like, they don't really sponsor us here that much. They help us, but not like, dude, the East Coast gets like 
free everything. No shit. <laughs> they get a lot of stuff for free. Really? Yeah. And do you feel like there's just not that many big names out here in the West Coast that are kind of keeping it alive? Or? Um, I mean, there's no big companies, you know, like they're all small guys like me, you know. Like over there, there's Norris, and mm-hmm. then, um, you know, all the, like he's the biggest one in the East Coast, and um, I don't know. It's just I think it's more of a you know smaller guys that are keeping it alive on this side of the area. Yeah, yeah, you're right, dude. There is a there's not that many like big race race even race events yeah. out here. What do we really have? Like just Bakersfield, and Bakersfield yeah, and like Fontana. IFO and. That's not even it. that much. Yeah, because um, back in the days, we used to race Battle of the Imports. Yeah. That was our biggest venue, and they're gone, you know. And then it's just, uh, what was the other one? The D-Sport one? D-Sport, they, is that, that Battle of the Imports too? D-Sport? Hmm. I don't remember. I think they're sure. intertwined with it, but they don't even make events anymore either. Wow. So. It's crazy how, like, a, a certain show, a track... Or, you know, a promoter from them not doing it anymore can just dead so much stuff, yeah. man. Yeah. It's it's a shame, dude. Yeah, I see it a lot because I, I travel. I've seen you out on the East Coast before yeah. and just like racing out there versus here is night and day, yeah, man. Yeah, it's crazy over there. And it's like, I don't I don't really know much about racing, so I can't I can't say who's who who has better cars, who's faster or whatever. But it's just from from the going to the events itself when yeah. you go to an event on the east coast versus over here over here it doesn't seem that serious or that competitive i think it's um the people on the east coast i think they just have more money you know it, it, that's all it comes down to the more really? money you know you can have better stuff so i mean here like if i blow engine it takes me months to put it back together mm-hmm. you know versus over there they blow engine the next day they have another engine yeah <laughs> you know i can't i can't compete with that you know they have spare engines spare trannies i have one tranny one engine that's it oh shit so it's it's kind of hard to compete with them when they have all kinds of parts you know like and you think that the uh, sponsorships has a lot to do with that yeah they they help them a lot over there like they don't really care for the west coast honestly wow yeah damn sounds like there's a lot of division in in the race community especially me just looking on it from the outside looking in it seems like there's always some shit that's going on in the race community yeah i mean clutch masters they help me out uh port flow does my heads he hooks me up and then uh jeremy from drag cartel he's a big help too you know i used to have hondata you know hondata used to help me out too and um you know, K-Tune, they're good guys, too. They, yeah. They help everybody out. Yeah, it seems like K-Tune takes care of pretty much everybody. Yeah. Not yeah. even in just racing. Right, in, right. like, the uh, the the car show yeah. aspect, too. Yeah, they're, they're good guys over there. Like, Jeremy, too. Like, he's cool as hell, man. Yeah, he takes yeah, care yeah. Of, he takes care of me and pretty much anybody, bro. He's, you know, he takes care of the racer. And he's an OG, too, huh? Oh, yeah. Do yeah. you remember back in the day racing with him? Um... We couldn't compete against him at that time. It was really? Just, he was a pro all-motor car. Oh, okay. You know, the El Natural, remember that, CRX? Mm. Oh, man, that was like one of his first ones, bro. Really? Yeah. Dude, it's such a shame, bro, because I miss so much of this. You know, I, I really wish that I would have got into Hondas yeah. like when I first got into cars. When I first started out, my yeah. 
my first car was a 1980 Camaro. Oh, yeah. And then after that, it was a 69 Chevelle. Wow. And once I had the Chevelle, I was just into the muscle car right, right. scene of it. And not even like the community or anything like that, but that's just what I focused on. Right. You know, I wanted something loud. I wanted something fast and yeah, I could yeah. do burnouts. And that's yeah. that was pretty much my only concern. Yeah. But um, yeah, I didn't get into Hondas. I didn't start really knowing about Hondas. Like I knew about them, but just knowing about the community and yeah. that there was kind of its own uh, own culture of things till like, 2007 yeah. maybe so dude everything before 2007 is just from whatever people told yeah. me or maybe some old magazines or something yeah. that i saw but it's it's something that i wish i was into a yeah. lot long a, a long Started, time ago yeah. yeah i wish i even started in it for sure yeah like i think i i started at the prime of it like it was just man it was just bad like it was dope yeah like, we had a good time like that's all it was all about racing bro. i used to Throw my slicks in my car. I used to drive around with my slicks, jack and everything. Somebody wanted to race, I'll put them on. Let's go. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Dude, I used to drive. I had race gas in my car. Like I used to drive it like that. Just, you know, wasting all kinds of gas. I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care. Well, I was like, fuck it. Just go. Yeah. So That's dope, though, man. But a lot of that goes with, too, with, with youth and, like, you know, I tie a lot of memories to, you know, the quote-unquote good old days. But... Yeah. Most of that, what it really leans to is like that I didn't have shit yeah. to worry about yeah, back yeah, in the day. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wish nowadays that I could just do like what I was doing back in the day. Just, if we knew what we had, the technology we have now and use it back then, fuck. Be, yeah, dude. Be crazy. Even most of it too, even appreciating like the, the situation or whatever you're in at that certain time. Yeah. You know, whether you're at a car show or something, you know, you're always just thinking about something. At least I am yeah. always thinking about something else. Like, say you're at the car show, then you're just thinking like, OK, now they're going to they're going to do trophies at this time or somebody's right. going to come judging at this time or I want to walk around or it's time to go to lunch or whatever. Mm -hmm. It sounds it seems like there's always just something going on yeah. when like if I, I look back now, I just wish that I would have just lived in the moment yeah. a, a little longer and just enjoyed the yeah. times that it was because when i first started i was going to um to the races a lot with uh with guillermo gpr okay. yeah yeah GPR. so gpr is from he's from out here yeah. so um when he saw that i had the right hand drive and we would go to the the local in and out meet over here yeah. We kind of uh, became friends, mm -hmm. and then he would take me out to the races in uh, in yeah. Compton. Yeah. And dude, some of those were like the best times yeah. ever, bro. And I didn't have anything to do with any of the racing, but yeah. it was just to be there. It was exciting. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> it's it's something that that you don't even think about. Like yeah. if you tell somebody right now what uh what it is on Maine in, in Compton, like they really wouldn't believe it yeah it's it's not that believable what what really goes on right yeah, there you know yeah for sure but um did you spend a lot of time racing right there yeah we raced the, we raced more on mansville that was like man yeah that was before they put like speed bumps and all that like i remember going there on sunday mornings and racing people i raced actually um an eclipse from excess engineering back in the days like I, my car was all motor it's always been all motor and i raced this it was a turbo race car eclipse mm -hmm. but it was front wheel drive and this was back before they had you know boost controllers that would 
you know, control it like in each gear. Yeah, it was boost just like, gear. Yeah, like they didn't have those back in the day. So they just had like you made six hundred, you made six hundred in all the gears. Yeah. So um I remember these guys um hitting me up. They're like, Yeah, you wanna race, you know, this eclipse? And I was like, All right, let's check it out, you know. I drove my car there. Yeah. You know, and these guys pulled it out of the trailer, you know, full race car. And I was like, dude, I drove my car here. You guys see me drive it here. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, this is the car. And I was like, right away, I'm like, well, what's up? How much space are you going to set me out? Because I was all motor. Yeah. And they they were cocky as hell. They're like, uh, I think they gave me like four or five cars. Oh, shit. Yeah, they gave me like four or five cars. And um, so I lined up. And I, you know, we went and I smoked the shit out of him, bro. Really? Like I let off in fourth gear. I let off and that's when he started to catch me. Yeah. Cause I was trying to set him up for a second race, you know? So then, um, you know, he came back and he's like, yeah, I almost got you. Like, yeah, man, it was close. And he's like, let's do it again. And I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> and his friend recorded the whole thing. Yeah. So his friend's like, wait, 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 come here, hear this. And you could hear my thir- first, second, third gear. And in fourth gear, he's like, rap, nothing. So he's like, dude, he let off in fourth gear. That's why you caught him. <laughs> and the guy was like, oh, shit. Like, he didn't want to race after that. <laughs> so, and then, like, I was going to race a Skyline. And then, but the Skyline was on 18s or 19-inch rims. And I'm like, I'll race you like that. You know, fuck it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And the guy didn't want to race. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, I mean, that, when I raced that Eclipse, it was like $800, bro. No shit. And that guy was mad, bro. They couldn't believe it. Wow. Because I drove my car there. I drove it there, but it was all light. And, you know, I made like probably like 250 at that time on motor. I had ITBs and everything. So, damn. Yeah. Is that the street that's pretty wide? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, okay, the wide. that's where they have the Christmas races. Oh, okay. That's Mansville. That's where it's regular. Got you. Yeah. Do they still do that? They do, but it's a burn now. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like everything's more. changed in the, I'd say in the last like four or five years, things have been getting very strange, like doing all the, the takeovers and donuts. Because and of all them, that kind of stuff. you know, it brings more heat to us. So, I mean, we don't do that kind of stuff, but it's yeah. V8s, you know, if you see, it's always a V8, but then they pick on us for it. Yeah. And it's like, dude, we don't sit there and do donuts and stuff. V8s like, and trucks and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. They mess it up for us. Yeah. So. And uh, the cops know that. Yeah. But they they just don't care, don't you care, know. Yeah. It's just they're getting a nuisance call from cars. It's yeah. just like fuck it, whoever. Yeah. If it's not if it's not you doing it, you better pass the word on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I had a a bunch of cop friends that are cops now. Back in those days, they were racing too. Yeah. So you know, some of them know what's up because they've been in the industry. So. Yeah. Yeah, because I have like at least five friends that are used to race Hondas and now they're cops. Really? <laughs> yeah. Now, did you ever um, race out in San Fernando, uh, like Plumber? Oh, yeah, yeah. We raced in uh, Silmar, well, Silmar, San Fernando Road, like the Precision Track, like all those, man. We used to, I used to be there Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. No, I think Sundays was Ontario, Mm -hmm. and Friday and Saturday were were San Fernando Road. And uh, nowadays, they, they still race out there in Compton? Yeah, they when they have a setup race, they do. When's the last time you've been out there? Man, I don't even remember. Really? It's been a little while. Because, you know, honestly, I, I have too much to do in the morning. So, you know, when we used to be out racing, we used to race till like 4 in the morning. You know, the next day, you don't do anything. So it kind of kills my day if I'm out all night, you know. Yeah. So I'd rather just, you know, I go to sleep 
Yeah. I still go to sleep like at 12, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I'd rather not be driving around. I don't want to get no tickets, you know. Yeah. At 12 so, o'clock, both cars haven't even showed up yet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you know, you can be there till like four. Yeah. And then not even a race. So I think the last time was, um, well, one of my guys raced there maybe, I don't know, maybe like four or five years ago. So, one of my guys. Actually. Yeah. So speaking of your guys, how many uh, how many guys do you have that are kind of on your team or that Man, you help like, out? A couple years ago, we probably had like maybe over 12. Wow. But, you know, you know how it is. Like you help people out and, you know, the they repay you by talking shit about you. Fuck. You know, like you know how it is. That's how it is. Yeah, you help people dude. out and, you know, like I used to even let people, you know, leave without paying. Like I would be like, ah, oh, you could pay me in payments. It's cool, you know, and. It just kind of got burnt out on that because too many people took advantage of it and didn't pay, you know? Like, I've seen a lot of guys leave. Like, it's funny because, you know, when they're with me, you know, I try to help them out as much as I can because I know money is tight, mm -hmm. you know? So they'll, they don't want to spend too much. So I try to make it so they don't spend a lot of money and they still get to race because I want them to race. That's yeah. what I want, you know? And, um, you know, when they leave and they go somewhere else, they spend an unlimited amount of money. <laughs> and i've had that like a bunch of times where no they way. go somewhere else and now they're spending all kinds of money i'm like i thought you didn't have money you know so i'm like i, I don't really help people out like that anymore yeah because it's just you know it's they don't it's they don't appreciate it they take the kindness bro they and man i've i've out. spent you know nights where i don't even sleep getting cars ready for them you know all night you know oh this broke oh let's switch the training or let's do this or let's do that or Man, I used to spend two weeks before the event fixing all the cars because I had so many to fix. And I used to get them all there. I would spend days and nights. Like, I would get up 8 in the morning, start working, go to sleep at 3, you know, and just keep doing it every day till the race. Like, sometimes I used to go dino at Pro Street Import, you know, Eugene. I don't know mm -hmm. if you remember him. No. Well, he was an old school guy, too, you know, and uh, we used to dino there. Like, I used to tune cars, too. You know, like, I know how to do the Honda and stuff like that. So um, I used to tune all my cars. And we used to be there. They would be coming off the dyno and going straight to the track. Yeah. Like, and I used to be there all night, bro. Like, I'm not even kidding. All night till the next morning. So, I would be at the track falling asleep. Fuck, man. Tired, bro. Tired. That's a shame, dude. That's a shame when there's somebody that's very passionate about it and just people ruin that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yep. I mean, and it's, I'm, I'm sure you've dealt with where you sponsor people yeah. and then they just, they backstab you where all they, instead of giving you, you know, like, hey, he helped me out. You yeah. Know? Like, I'm not like that. If somebody helps me out, you know, I'll never backstab them, bro. I'll always, you know, appreciate the help. Yeah, dude. You, you know what it really was is uh, it was probably like last year when it all just kind of like set into my mind that, you know, the way that you think about them isn't the way that they think about you yeah. is when, you know, um, we always have a lot of stuff that's in, in public, yeah. you know, and say there's somebody that I helped out or somebody that I took care of or even spent time with them, like went to lunch with them or something. I, I feel like if you, if you hang out with somebody, if you spend time with someone, if you have that kind of relationship, 
that that's a different kind of respect yeah. than just some dude like that you just know from online or yeah. uh, an acquaintance or something yeah, like yeah, that sure. you know and then when you see stuff like that and you're just like damn bro you're over here laughing or or entertaining all the nonsense that's going on yeah but you've like met my family before mm -hmm. and we've went to dinner before yeah, yeah. like what kind of person are you you yeah. know what I mean? And and just like the same thing that you're saying, man, I had to fall back. And I'm just like, you know, I'm not really helping anybody out yeah. anymore. The only people that I'll help out is people that I see that they're they're trying, bro. Yeah. They're they're out hustling and they're doing all they can. And I can tell those those kind of people that are that are trying to make shit happen yeah. rather than those other people that I was helping out because, you know, oh, I, I just wanted they're they're a cool person, you know. Yeah. I like hanging out with them or something, yeah. but it was a hard lesson to learn that yeah. that not everybody has the same heart right. that you do. Yeah, it's it's really rare, bro. I mean, people only want to be around you to get whatever they can off of you, pretty much. That's yeah, you know how they are. So now I, that, like I said, I don't really, you know, only my close close friends. But I've man, I've had guys with me for over ten years, bro, and you know they up and leave because of another person, you know. Really? Yeah fuck that's a long time yeah, a dude a long time of helping them like day and night like always getting their cars ready all, they, like dude i used to when i went to races we were half the class mm -hmm. it was always my cars and all motor and turbo and then everybody else like we always had a bunch of cars like always it's crazy man that people don't appreciate those kind of things yeah you know People are just always trying to figure out where they can get their yeah. next hookup from or yeah. who, can, who what can you do for me? They'll go wherever it's free. Yeah. You know, like some, some of my, the close guys that I used to help, you know, I wouldn't charge them that much, you know, to rebuild their engines, help them fix it. You know, like it wasn't even worth my time, honestly. Yeah. And then because uh, the ones that actually pay the bills are the regular customers. They're the ones like they don't even say anything like. You know, I give them a bill and they're boom, here you go. Mm -hmm. You know, and the the guys that are actually racing, those guys are the biggest crybabies, bro. They cry about every price. And it's like, dude, like, am I, my time ain't worth anything to you? Yeah. You know, like, not even $10. They get mad over $10, you know? No shit. And you're like, dude, I went, it's gas money, bro. Like, and you're crying about it? I'm not even charging you for my actual time. That's just gas. Yeah. But yeah, I've had, you know, people cry about that, bro. And it's like, dude. Like I'd, I'd rather, that's why I'd rather like, you know what, go get it yourself. Take the day off and you go get it, mm -hmm. you know? And they're like, oh, I can't do that. Like, so you want me to take my day off and go get it? And, and now you're the it. asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, man. So when did you start noticing that, that people, <sighs> people were just around for? You know what? Once I made them fast, then after that, they would go wherever it was free, mm -hmm. you know, because... Like I said, like my my own personal friends, like I would, well, that I considered friends, I would to rebuild their engines, you know, even their trannies, it'd be like maybe 200 bucks, which is not even worth it, bro. Yeah. You know, and we're talking about hours and days of time and, you know, they want, they went somewhere else because they were getting it done for free. And it's like, you know what, if you're going to get it for free, go ahead. I can't do that. Like, I got to at least make something, you know? Yeah. Like, I can't afford to do everything for free. There's no way. Like, that's my only job. That's crazy when people, they know that. They've been to your home and met your family and stuff, and they still just 
will disrespect yeah. you like that. And that's how I am. I'm I'm really like my friends, my dad knows them, my mom, my brother, my sisters, like everybody we're all one big family. To me we are, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my racing friends are like my brothers and cousins, you know? And um you know, they just over the money they just up and leave. Damn. So was this something that that it's it's been like you've had to work on kind of the people that uh i i guess what i'm what i'm trying to say is like have you become a better judge of character can you tell the kind of signs off the bat or is it still it's still shit just happening where it's, it's just, just like damn that was a it's kind of like it's kind of better just to keep it a little more professional you know here's my service you pay for it and that's it yeah because when you hook somebody up and in the end they'll just they won't appreciate it that's just the way it is. Like, most people are like that. Yeah. Like, some friends, yeah, they're still around, you know, but others are just gone. Yeah, it's a tough lesson to learn, man. And it's uh, it seems like it's a lesson that it just keeps, you have to keep learning and yeah. keep on keeping on. Because if you don't, then you're just going to end up with nobody around you. Nothing. You know? <laughs> um, I actually had this conversation with my son not long ago because he went somewhere with his friends and uh, they were supposed to, they were going skating and they were supposed to stay at this one place, mm -hmm. but all the friends wanted to leave somewhere else. So, and then my son's like, oh, I can't leave because my mom's going to pick me up here. Yeah. And they just dipped on him. <laughs> they just left him yeah. there by himself. Wow. And I'm just like, and he's just bummed out about yeah, it. And yeah. I said, bro, this is a lesson that you're going to have to learn and you're going to keep learning this for the rest of your life. Like people aren't going to treat you how you would treat them. Yeah. So you kind of got to hone in on those skills of like those, those signs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those like, oh, what do you mean 10 bucks? You know, like, what the fuck? It's 10 bucks, dude. Yeah. You know, I always see that kind of stuff when I'll go out to eat with somebody or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it's about the time yeah. like that you're spending with somebody. We're right. hanging out. We're talking. We're having a good time. This yeah. is what it's all about. Right, right. It's not about like, oh, well, I had this or I had the soda. I had that. Like, just, yeah. just split it four ways. Yeah. Like, it, whatever. It's no biggie. It doesn't yeah. matter, dude. But it's just you You could tell those kind of people that they just like they'll, they'll nitpick on these small things. And that's that's always like some kind of uh, that's a bad red sign. flag. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not like that, bro. If we're all going, let's say somebody actually doesn't have enough to pay well don't worry about don't it don't worry bro. about you know, it it's yeah. all good you know i'm that type of person bro like i always offer my hand you know i'm always humble you know i don't you know i don't um i don't walk on anybody you know i just i treat others like i want to be treated exactly dude and that's like the uh th that sounds that sounds so cliche you know yeah. treat people how you want to be treated yeah. but that's exactly what i told my son too i say you know how they made you feel now you remember that if this situation ever comes around and you're on the other end yeah. of things, if you're hanging out, out with people and they all want to go somewhere and there's one dude that can't go, like you can't leave that dude. You yeah. have to stay with him. Right. It's not right, man. You, yeah. you don't do that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of people, no matter even age, dude, they still yeah. do it nowadays. And they just, they, they think that it's just all fun and games, yeah. you know, and they're not realizing what's going on mm -hmm. on the other side of things. You yeah. know, a lot of the stuff that, that we see in the, in the community that goes on, is just like, damn, now, now all this stuff that's happening and people are, whatever the incident is, it's like every week there's something new. Yeah. Everybody's making fun of this fucking guy. Nobody knows what that guy's going to do when he gets home. Yeah. They don't know how he feels. Yeah. They don't know if like how he's going to treat his family right, or his right. kids after that. Like, 
to to me and you this is this is our business this is our life but to them this is probably the only thing that brings them any joy yeah you know what i mean yeah. and for to be at the place that that the only thing that brings you joy and every time you you look on instagram or something that people are just talking shit about you it's like fuck dude it's like yeah it's, it's disappointing you know when you see you know people on that have so much time on their hands that they got to focus on you like dude don't you have anything else to do mm-hmm. like don't you have a life like what the fuck don't you work like yeah it takes a lot of time bro <laughs> like i don't have time to be sitting there and arguing with people online like yeah dude I'm, my phone rings all day long you know i answer questions on instagram and on facebook all day long and i work all day like i wake up early i go to the gym after the gym i work and yeah. i work till i get tired yeah like i work all day and all night like i don't until i get tired then i go home you know i go to sleep you know? yeah go ahead and take a shower go to sleep it's crazy man it's a crazy day and age now you know and maybe it's always been like that but now that we have the the certain outlets like social media and things like that maybe yeah. it makes it a lot more uh accessible well it makes it easier for you know people that aren't gonna see you in person that you know they can talk shit mm-hmm. and you know that like internet gangsters you know like but in person they don't say anything yeah you know and it's like i don't say anything to people online you know or you know Unless it's actual, you know, something really bad. You yeah. Know, then, you know, I'll tell them in person. Yeah. Between us, not for people just to see, you know, like I'm not that type of person. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to maneuver you, you being in, in your forties and maneuvering with all these people that are kind of like, even if they're not in their teens, they're, they're mentally still in their teens. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it just makes me take a step back and just think about like, yo, what, why am I in this? What am I really doing? And I have to like kind of get my uh, motivation back, you know, because yeah. a lot of that stuff, it, it can bring you down yeah, and yeah. not even just about what's being said or anything like that. It's just, it kind of makes me feel like, yo, this is just a waste of time. I'm I'm spending my time uh, associating with these people or, or even being mentioned around these people when I, I just feel like, yo, this, this is not bringing me it's any not positive. It. It's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. And I think that that's caused a lot of people to to take a step back yeah. from the community, not only in you know racing or whatever part, but even in the car show community. Mm-hmm. Like when when the the level of competition kind of went down, and when people stopped focusing on on um, on competing and wanting to be the best of the best, yeah. and when the the quality of things wasn't what they were back in the day. I, I seen a lot of people that built nice cars back in the day and they're not even into it anymore. Yeah. Maybe they're driving Porsches or something like yeah, that yeah. because they don't want to be associated with the, like the, the online nonsense that goes yeah. on, the takeovers, that, that kind of dumb shit yeah, that dumb, ruins yeah. it. And that makes you think about those, those good old days, you know? Cause Just, dude, all those days, like, man, it was Steph Papadakis were the fast Ron and Ed Bergenholtz. Yeah. You know, all those guys, Dr. Charles, those were, those were all the JG guys, bro. Like back in the days, it was, man, it was just, it was a nice time. And now Steph and Ron are into drifting. Yeah. That's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. The, the trans- transition. That's what I'm saying. Like way. they, the sponsors went with the drifting. They got out of the drag racing. So, you know, half the people went with them. Yeah. Now only actual like regular people stayed in the racing scene. I mean, there's a couple of big companies, you know, like Norris and them, and 
you know, drag cartel, but drag cartel doesn't, he just helps people out. He doesn't have his own race team, except just his car. Yeah. Like Norris has a whole team, but you know, they go back and forth with the East coast guys. Like I've been to the East coast to race. Yeah. I remember that. But, uh, like those, I think it was when, oh, oh seven, maybe oh eight. That's when the cars were actually, we would actually compete, you know, and then they just, now they just took off where it's hard to compete with those cars. That's, that's, I think they just spend more money on their cars. Yeah. Like it's hard. I can't, I can't spend all my money on my car. I wish I could, but it's just impossible. I got responsibilities to do first. Yeah. It's definitely like a young man's sport with that doesn't have many responsibilities other than to go fast. Yeah. And uh, that's dope if that's what you can do. And especially like out there in Jersey, bro, you have two tracks within 45 minutes. Yeah. What the fuck? You go race every yeah, single yeah. night, dude. I don't think people realize that if if we want to go, we have to go to Bakersfield. And yeah. that's, for me, far. it's two hours. I don't know how far it is from you, but. Uh, two and a half. Yeah, it's still, it's not something where you could just be like, okay, cool, I'm going to go. But yeah. if it's 45 minutes, that's like from here to the valley, dude. Yeah. You can. You can go to lunch. You can go yeah. race on lunch, you know? Yeah. So. But um so besides besides cars, what kind of stuff are you into? Um I don't know. I mean that's that's my whole life, honestly. Like I, I travel to the Philippines, I help people out over there. Really? Guatemala, I go to the Guatemala. No way. Do stuff over there, yeah. When's Mexico. the last time you've been out there? Um, like two months ago I went to the Philippines. Went out to a race out there too. How did you make that connection? Um, one of my friends, it was my friend at the time, you know, he he's like, You should just come and I was like, Really? And I'm like, Fuck it, I just pulled the trigger and I just went, you know? Yeah. And it was, you know, we had a good time, so it's fun to go over there and you know, people trip out, you know, that you go over there and do stuff to Hell yeah, too. dude. Philippines, that's crazy. Yeah. Like I, I in Guatemala, I started like what it is now. I think I started it more because when I started going there, I showed them, you know, how to do K's and all kinds of stuff. And now, like, you know, because I used to go to some shop cards like AC Motorsports. Mm-hmm. And now he's he's with Norris and them, you know, but same thing. Like, I, I helped him out cheap. You know, he didn't want to spend money. So, you know, he went, we went around 10 threes, mm-hmm. you know, at that track because the track sucks. It's like the Palmdale track. It's just like dirt and yeah. just spins and... You know, it's hard to make a car hook. So, um, you know, we got to go 10-3. And, um, you know, I just, he started, you know, going a different route, which is, you know, what's cool, you know? So now he's he has Norris and Norris goes over there. But, you know, Norris is bigger than me. I can't, I can't compete with that, you know? Yeah. So he's, he's right there spending all kinds of money. Yeah. But, you know, it's all about money. The more money you have, the faster you're going to go. Yeah, so, and things are going pretty fast nowadays yeah, too yeah, with yeah. this whole all motor or all wheel drive shit that's yeah, going that's on. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is, dude. I remember when um, Stevo had his the Section Eight. Yeah. When he came out with that, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was maybe late 2016 yeah. or something like that when that car came out, and that shit was boogie, man. I think the LDL car came out first, all wheel drive. That that's the one out here. Yeah, the blue one. Oh, okay. Where's that car from? Or uh, or light speed car? I don't know if it's yeah, a light yeah, speed yeah. or LDL or okay. something like that. Like uh, up north. I know which one you're talking about. I think he was the first all wheel drive. Car. Oh, really? Yeah. No but shit. Then you know, Steve will made a faster one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I I 
pretty sure he was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, so it started here, then went that way. Yeah, and then when... Cause, I mean, anything in the East Coast, it's going to be a lot more popular, especially in the racing, yeah. because uh, that was even back when they when uh, E-Town was still open, yeah. H-Day was there, and... I got to race there in E-Town. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. that. That was, what, 2013, 14, something like that? No, I think it was 08, 07, maybe. I remember I seen you out there before. And, uh, I, was, I was the first... Well, I was the only West Coast car to go race in jersey no shit. the only one yeah that's when they started the all-motor shootout mm-hmm. and i was the only one i just got in my car and i went okay everybody we're gonna take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be back in one minute yo what's up fool make sure you check out downstar for all of your dress up knees get it popping over here we have all the kiss for the k series the b series the transmission the mouse the engine the toro baby we have the hardware for the seats for the stereo we got it for the speakers we got it for the lug nuts we got it for the air valves we got it for everything dog so you make sure you hit us up at downstarring.com or you call us up fool you can even text us lame 818-937-3472 just shoot us a text and tell us what's up dog i need some fucking Kimbo's in this bitch. Hit us up, downstarting.com. Hey, and if you got an Instagram, slide in our fucking DM at Downstar. Wait, hit up the homie, Frank underscore Downstar. He's the one that takes care of all the DMs. Hit that level up and shoot him a message, and he'll get you all taken care of real nicely. Okay. No. And now we're racing, yeah. So you drove the whole way? Yep, two and a half days straight through. Was it, would, what did you have, like an enclosed trailer? No, open trailer, my truck, and that's it. No shit. Yeah, traveled the whole country. How many people went with you? Uh, it was three of us. That's a drive, Yeah, dude. like two would sleep, one would drive until we get tired, then the next one. We just gas up, eat, and keep going. Wow. Yep, two and a half days. Bro. Was it worth it? I think so. It was fun. I liked it. I liked traveling. Yeah, it was, it was a good experience to go. I've been to the East Coast four times, four or five times. Drove out there. I remember seeing you out there before. Yeah. So it, the, my first time at H Day was 2012. Mm. So it had to be yeah. around around there when I saw you out there. Yeah, I, yeah. I was probably like 13 or 14 or right. something like that. But so you're the first West Coast car to go out there. What what did you feel like it was when you when you got there? I mean, I felt welcome. Did you? Like, everybody was nice to me. Like, it was cool. And, um, man, I couldn't even sit down, bro. There's so many people coming up. Because we've been street racing for years. Mm -hmm. So people would come up to me, man, I seen you street racing, you know, videos and stuff. And all thanks. And it was just all day long, bro. I couldn't sit down because I didn't want to be rude. Even if I was tired, I was still talking to people. And, you know, because they were just tripped out that I was there, you know, because I'm a West Coast. I'm from the West Coast. And nobody went. Mm-hmm. from the west coast just me and you know i had a really good experience like it was really fun damn that is that is pretty tight I, so- I made it all the way to second place i almost won no shit both times that i went like the first i think it was 07 08 and then year after that same thing i went back and i got second place again did you break or just yeah i i messed up my motor in the finals but you know like the first year i raced him gray mm-hmm. and he beat me and uh but still second place was two grand wow and then the same the second year i raced yo solo and Uh it was funny because i kicked it with yo solo and them like those were our friends in the east coast and then um i told him i'm like wouldn't it be funny if it was me and you in the final 
And sure enough, that's what it was. <laughs> no shit. That's what it was. It was crazy. So after that, did uh, you kind of inspire anybody from the West Coast to head out there? The second year, a couple of more cars went. And then after that, even more. Yeah. So I, I, I think I started the cars to go. You know, that's a big move to make, man. From the west to the east. That's a really big move. Yeah. I think that would be really cool if, if a lot more people did that, that they came from the east to the west and west to the east. But it's hard because it's, it's hard, expensive. Yeah. It's not cheap. And, you know, I have I had help from sponsors. Mm-hmm. You know, they helped me with gas. I got 2000 in gas, and that's what it costs, just in gas. Yeah. To get over there and come back. So um, they helped me out with that. Oh, that's good, at least. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, Arius, Arius, they helped me out. They actually gave me cash. You know, Blackworks, when it was around, they actually gave me cash, too. To um, They gave me product. I sold it, and that's how I went. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, so it was, it was cool. So um, when is the last time that you've been out that way? Um, I mean, I've gone to go visit, you know, to go check out the races, maybe like two years ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to... Um, West Coast Finals. I mean, what is it? Not West Coast. Um, World Cup Finals. Oh World shit! Finals. Tell me about that, dude. I've never been to World Man, Cup. Man, that that track in Maryland is the. I think it's the best track in the world. I don't think there's any better track than that. The really? track prep is insane. Like you go almost to the end of the track, and your shoes will stick to the floor. They're saying what is sixty feet past. The, I, uh, I think they do the whole quarter mile. Yeah, they said past the quarter mile. Yeah, it's sixty feet past it's it. It's still sticky, bro. It's still <laughs> oh, sticky. Shit. It's insane. Like your shoes will still they'll get stuck on the yeah. on the track. It's that's the best track I've ever been I've ever been to. So how's the event overall? It's that event is insane. Really? They could put all the power down, like all the fast cars. That's where they break records. Yeah, and that track. What about besides the the racing? Is there a lot of stuff that that's going on that'll keep you entertained throughout the weekend? Um, no, I I pretty much work every weekend. Yeah, I work every weekend. I I just got I have so much work to do. I'm a little backed up, but I try to just handle it. You know, I I try to finish the cars, get them done. You know, I I don't want to take in anymore until I finish what I have. But, you know, sometimes you get stuck with cars. Oh, can you check this? And then the motor's bad. And then you yeah. got to sit there and fix Not it. Not naturally, dude. That's that's how it goes, man. It it always happens that, you know, you expect something to come in stock and it doesn't come in. And it yeah. kind of messes up your plans or whatever yeah. you had going on. But how how do you feel that your customers are? Are they pretty understanding about things? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're good. Yeah, they're good. They know I'm busy. So, yeah, like I have like it's kind of like a two month wait. No shit. Yeah, because I mean, if Good they want to bring you, their man. car and they have to make an appointment, yeah, I can't just take it in. Yeah, because I man, I have like maybe six or seven engines to build right now. No shit. What does it usually take you to do it? Like how long? It'll take me like two, three hours. You know, but I have like all kinds of stuff going on. You know, I work. I'm working on other cars, and then I have to build engines, and it's just it's a lot of. Is it just you? Just me, yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah, so I do everything. I, I weld, I do the turbo kits and stuff like that. So, you know, I just don't make manifolds, mm-hmm. but I could do pretty much anything else. And you're doing the front ends now? Yeah, I get those made and I sell them. Nice. How's that been going? Good. You know, Speed Factory is like my main dealer. Okay. So, you know, they'll sell them. They just tell me, they hit me up like, oh, I need this to be shipped out here. Okay, cool. Yeah. I get it done. Usually it takes about three days to get it made, so... You know, if you order it, I'll have it in three days. 
So you um from from the factory, it takes about three days to get. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. That's quick. Dude. Yeah. I mean, they could actually do it in one, but then they gotta sit there and prep it, make it, make sure it's clean. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get it. But and I have to make I have to make a wooden box for it because those cardboard boxes just they you know they end up getting broken sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I'll sit there and make a wooden box for the front end to ship it. All one man show. Yeah. You never had anybody help you out, or sometimes friends will be around and they'll help me do little stuff, but I mostly do everything. And your son's just not even into nah, cars. Not into what me. is he into? Um, he's just he's actually going to school and then oh, he good. works. Yeah, he works at an animal hospital. And oh, nice. Yeah, one of my friends got him the job there, so he's he's actually doing good. Yeah. So he's he's cool. I don't have to worry about him. He's not into any gangs. Nothing. That's really good. He's man. a homebody. He'd rather be home than out and about. Yeah. So. I don't have to worry about him. Yeah, especially nowadays, man. It's things seem like it's very weird for yeah. kids. I think up. now a lot of kids are antisocial. Yeah, because bro. of you know, they talk online. They don't even talk in person. Like it's it's weird. Yeah, like, you know, kids don't play outside anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I've noticed. They just rather play inside video games, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. We were just talking about that yesterday on the podcast um with rob uh about when he moved to wisconsin he said there's kids playing outside and yeah. stuff and i'm just like yeah that that That's doesn't rare. happen anymore yeah. man i remember when i was a kid you know like mom i'm gonna go play what does that mean yeah. you know i'm out of here and yeah. i'll be back when i'm back yeah you know i'm gonna go play and then you just end up wherever you're 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 going yeah i think back then when i was my son's age too like 12 we were doing whatever the hell we wanted to do yeah I would go around to the next neighborhood or wherever, you know, just walk over there. I didn't have a phone. My mom had no way of getting yeah. a hold of me. But I would every once in a while, you know, like a courtesy call, hey, mom, I'm over here. I'll yeah. be home in a little or something like that. Right, but right. I couldn't imagine nowadays, dude. You know, he doesn't answer his phone in 30 minutes. I'm thinking the, the worst. <laughs> yeah, my son, too. He knows better because I pay for the phone. I'm like, that phone is for when I call you, you answer it. Yeah. If you don't answer it, I'm gonna take it away. Yeah. <laughs> so you better answer. Same yeah, thing, my dude. daughter. It's 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 hard nowadays. I don't know if it's because of the news and they just like program us to be afraid yeah. all the time, or if back in the day it was just as dangerous as it as it is nowadays. I think it's a little safer now. I don't think it's as dangerous as it used to be. Yeah. Because I was around in the LA riots. Like no that's shit. that's actually by my house. So what that happened? I was like on Florence and Vermont and Normandy. Yeah, Florence. And, yeah, and I live on Arlington and King, which is like less than ten minutes from that. Wow. So at at that time, what age were you? Like, were you already in your late teens? I was in high school. Okay. Because I believe that was in ninety three, maybe ninety two. Yeah, ninety two. Ninety two. So yeah. I graduated in ninety three from high school. So okay. I was probably like sixteen, seventeen. So at that time, did you already feel that there was some kind of tension in the neighborhood or? Yeah, there's always a little, but I mean, I was lucky that there wasn't really like, you know, I grew up around black people. So it's, it's, it's normal to me, you yeah. know, like we were just, I, I to us, I, I mean, we're the same, you know, yeah, the cops the same. treated yeah. us yeah. the same as they treat them. So. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, we were the same, you know? Yeah. So, um, I didn't, you know, it was, you felt a little, but from other people, you know, now you see white people around our neighborhood and we're like, what the hell did they come from? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it was rare. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, but, you know, they walk around and everything's cool. Like, it, I think it's safer nowadays than what it used to be. Yeah. 
So when do you remember the whole Rodney King and yeah, the, 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 yeah. what what was it, what was it like back then when that was going down? Man, well there was fires everywhere, bro. They were burning down liquor stores. I remember the Sloss and Swap meet. They were trying to riot, and the Asians were on top with their guns and the roof. Like it was, it was crazy. So the day that that ended up happening, the verdict came out. Like, did you understand the significance of it since you're you were still like a kid? No, you're still I mean, older. I, yeah, I, I understood, and I think they just looked for an excuse to steal <laughs> you think so yeah like you know because that's all they did was loot mm-hmm. and riot you know so whatever you know i didn't care did you uh did you go down there and like actually witness what was going on or how did you feel were, were you kind of like like nervous about how things were going well, or there was a little market on like around the corner from my house and a liquor store both of those got looted like completely Damn. Yeah, so both of those got looted, and you know everybody. My my mom and dad were like, "Don't go outside," you know, like because you know stuff could happen. Yeah, so we're definitely. just home. Yeah, we're just chilling at home. We we're watching everything go down. And the city was on lockdown too, right? Yeah. It was yep. for for a few days. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I live right there by Crenshaw. My the next big street is Crenshaw from my street. So. Yeah. So I was I was around all that time. That's wild, man. Yeah. I was just watching a documentary not long ago yeah. on that. It just, uh, yeah, a lot of it did seem like it was just people they wanted to just, just steal wanted to come stuff, up, yeah. you know. But then a lot that was the most part of it. Yeah, uh, a lot of it was just even even seeing the reactions that people were having, the people that were cheering. Yeah, and then uh, it, it it just seemed like there was a lot of lot of tension that was going on back in the day. Well, because you know the cops, man, they just. They're racist against us, you know, like not just black, but us Latinos too, you know. Yeah. You know, that's just the way it is. Did you deal with that when you were younger? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the time. I always get pulled over for nothing. No shit. <laughs> yeah, or stop for just nothing. And, you know, most of the time they let you go. But, you know, still it's like, fuck, what do you want from me? You know, I'm not doing nothing. Yeah. Do you still have that issue nowadays? Um, you, I, I do get pulled over. Sometimes they'll just let me leave. But, I mean, you know, some, it's just sometimes it's your own Latino, you know, people that are pulling you over. It's like, dude, come on, man. Yeah. Like, leave me the hell alone. You know what's up. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's. I think it's getting a little better. It's not as bad as it used to be, but. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel you do. I think, yeah, a lot of it could be that it was, um, the times were different back yeah. in the day. But a lot could be that we we were just not exposed to how things were as, as we are now. Just if you think about it, if something happened back in the day, if something happened in, in the East coast, I mean, if you didn't watch the news, it really, really didn't matter to you. It didn't click in. But now if something happens over there, everybody knows in an instant. Yeah. Well, everybody has a video camera pretty much in their phone. So, you know, they get caught up really quick. So, back to back to racing what was the like the craziest experience that you ever had racing where maybe something didn't go right or just Mm, i mean i've had some some pretty big races like um back in the days i know um i don't know if you remember a name called max ha an asian guy he was an all-motor guy but prelude Mm -hmm. and he was one of the fastest and i was one of the fastest you know around so we set up a race against each other and man there was like 200 people there bro wow. following us where we were gonna race because we were like 
the two top dogs that were gonna battle it out. You yeah. Know? So it was like, man, we were driving around everywhere. We ended up in um, off of the six hundred five, and I forgot what city that is, but it was like maybe three, four in the morning. You know, we end up, we drop the cars, get it ready. You know, heads up race. It was like three grand, I think. Wow. And um, you know, we lined it up, and it's weird. You know, we lined it up, hands go down. I take off, he takes off, he goes all of first and stops. And I go, you know, I was already out. So he stopped and I kept going because, mm-hmm. you know, it's the race. You yeah, chase is a race. Yeah, chase yeah, is a you race. Gotta go. Whatever. Yeah. So, you know, we come back and, you know, hey, where's our money? And he's still sitting in his car like this, like just zoned out. Like he just like, damn, what the fuck just happened, you know? Yeah. And we're sitting there like, dude, what's up? You know, like you lost. That's it. Yeah. And no, like, they didn't want to pay. <laughs> they didn't want to pay. And, man, it, and like, if we were going to try to make them pay, it was going to be an all-out rumble. Because right? uh-huh. that's a lot of money. Like, yeah, they didn't yeah. want to pay, you know. And they're like, well, let's just do it over again. And, like, no, you lost already. That's it. You know, and we were arguing for hours, bro. Like, What was their excuse? He, in the end, he said he didn't like the launch. Uh-huh. And we're like. That's his fault. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was his fault. And we're like, that doesn't matter. You like it or not, you know? Who likes their launch? Like, you just go and it's either good or bad, you know? And so, you know, we ended up, we're going to do it again. But then when we're lined up, the cops came. And then, like, they took his car away because he had no license, no insurance. He had nothing. My car was registered. I had insurance. I had a license. Yeah. So, um, you know. Did they stop you too? Oh, yeah. Because... We both like split. He took off and I went around and I parked behind a semi truck hiding because mm-hmm. the cops were looking for us. And this dickhead in the semi kept flashing them because he, he knew we were hiding. Ah. So, you know, we're trying to like there was a, a spot where they had the big trash cans and we're trying to push my car in there. Yeah. Well, they didn't know. So we can wait till they leave. And as we were pushing it, they boop, they caught us. And I was like, damn, you know. And this funny thing is that my car was registered under my mom's name. So then, you know, the cop stops us and we're like, let me see your license. I showed him everything. It was good. And he's like, whose car is this? And I'm like, it's my mom's, you know, because it's under her name. Yeah. They're like, what the hell? Would your mom get mad if I took it right now? I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they were just like, you know, they knew what the hell. They're like, what the hell are you doing here? I was going to race that guy over there, you know? Yeah. Like they knew. And they hate it when you lie. So oh, yeah. I told them the truth. I said, yeah, I was going to race that guy over there. You know, what happened? I'm like, well, you guys showed up. You know, yeah, you ruined it. <laughs> yeah, you ruined it. So um, the guy was like, you know what? Just get the fuck out of here. And I was like, I have my truck wow. in my trailer. And I was like, well, I have my truck in my trailer. Right here. Go get it then. Load it up and get out of here. So boom, I grabbed my truck, put it, load it up, and I bounced. I was no like, shit. And they ended up taking his car. So then we never ended up racing. Oh, fuck. For yeah. him being a bitch, dude. Yeah. He, he had to pay for it either yeah. way. I mean, we're cool now. Like, yeah. you know, we're friends still. So. <laughs> I mean, we were kind of friends then, but then that happened. Dude, I would have like, been pissed, yeah. bro. What the hell? It was just, it was a, oh it was my a crazy God, race. dude. Yeah, that was a crazy now, night. Do you see a lot of that happen in racing that people don't want to pay? Yeah. When it's a lot of money, then, you know, something happens, they make any excuse not to pay. So it was, we were like, damn. Damn, dude. So. It's kind of weird, man, because you, you, you look at racing and you think that this is like 
such a, a a macho thing you know i always looked at it like such a macho thing and yeah. this is what like this is what men do you mm -hmm. know but then when you hear stuff like that it's like dude okay. me being a man like i would never do that bro yeah. i would just you know if if you lose if you fucked up whatever here pay yeah, yeah. i'm not fucking happy about it take it but yeah i mean it's when when it's a, a good race when they both race then most of the time they'll pay mm -hmm. but when something happens they break or something then it doesn't want to pay you know yeah but you know that's when you gotta say well if you break you pay if you mm -hmm. break you don't pay like, yeah you gotta set all that up in between before the race so, so they understand what are some things that that you would negotiate besides Space, like the launch you know the goal they would say and then the track, the lane, you know, chases a race. If you break on the line, you don't pay or you do like, because a lot of cars break axles. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they will say if you break on the line, then you don't pay or if you break, whatever, you know? Yeah. So those, you know, different things. You ever miss that street racing? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was fun, bro. I mean, I street raced for many years, like many I think I stopped street racing probably like 06, 07. Really? Yeah. Damn, but still, that was 12 years, 13 years ago. Yeah. So what do you do to get like your, your adrenaline fix now? I mean, well, I race on the track still. Oh, okay. I still race my car, so just not as often. Yeah. yeah. When's the last race that you had? Well, I went to Bakersfield, but I mean, I didn't make it out of the burnout box. I broke it. <laughs> was that... This one that was a week or yeah, two ago? Yeah, and then it got rained out. Oh, so did anybody even race then? Or? Um, a couple of cars did, but then it got rained out. I was going to go to that, but I didn't end up going. What, what was the show like? Was there a lot of cars? Because I know the weather was, mm. was pretty bad. Yeah, because of the weather, not many people showed up. So what's the so, next event that you have coming up that you're going to be at? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe uh, Fontana, but I don't know what. I forget what day the event is. It's an IFO event? I think it is. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I have to look it up. So what is your... Uh, so this car is your personal car? Yeah, it's the same car you used to street race back in the days. The one that you got in, in, in the 90s? In 03, yeah. No, the or one in 03. 03, yeah. No shit. It's the same car. Wow. So what's your setup now that you have in there? Um, It's a 2.7 liter stroker, K-series, ITVs and everything, dog box. Damn and uh i don't know if i'm if i'm asking questions that, that shouldn't be asked no, like just good. let me know but like is it i don't know for for track stuff if if it really matters like the horsepower or anything like like letting that be known i know yeah. in the street that's that's kind of right right yeah what, what is kind of your your range for the for the, mm. the power on it the most i've made is like 490 oh okay damn yeah. for all motor that yeah. is insane dude yeah. so and what have you noticed that that is kind of the biggest thing that that made you make that jump from when you were racing in the two hundreds to the four hundred? What was like the biggest thing? Is that? Um, I guess you know when I went K because before you know I was a B series and I went K and you know jumps a big horsepower. So then, um, you know, then the stroker cranks came out and you just keep making more power. Now, do you have any desire to go all-wheel drive? I mean, not on my car. I would like to build another one, mm -hmm. you know, maybe an all-wheel drive setup too, a turbo, but not on my car. No? No. You just want to keep it all motor? Yeah. And just, is, there, is there a certain reason that you never wanted to turbo I, it? No, I don't know. I just, you know, I like turbo too. I want to have two. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. motor car and a turbo car. 
Yeah. Because I like both. Like, I even like V8s too, you know? Like, I want to get a Dodge Challenger. Like a new one? <laughs> yeah. Really? I like I like the body style. Yeah, I like that sick, older, dude. like new but older mm-hmm. look. Like, I love how that looks. I like, I, I like that car a lot. Dude, the black ones, black windows. Yeah. Like, slammed a little bit like the hellcat that yeah looks mean, bro. bro they just like, look mean. so good man and they yeah. sound great yeah. too i think all of those like uh newer muscle cars they all sound so yeah. good man. i think that's when they need to get back into their muscle car thing you know like i think that's why now the cars the v8s took off now because now they're they just look like old cars but new yeah and um you know i mean i guess because of the gas prices it went down but you know, now that they're coming back in style, you know, like, I don't know, I like them. Yeah, it just seems like things are getting more crazy all the time. Yeah. Every year when they release one, yeah. it's like at SEMO when they come out, it's always a, a, a different package, yeah. you know, 700, 900, 1,000 horsepower. Imagine yeah. that shit, dude. Just going to the dealership and being able to buy a 1,000 horsepower car. Well, the Demon is what, like seven or 800? Something like that, yeah. dude. That's insane, man. Yep. But, um... I, what's the downfall of those cars? Is it like the weight on them? Yeah, you know the weight; they're really heavy. So, I mean, that's the benefit we have. Yeah, is that we're light, so they weigh a ton, and then they waste a lot of gas. Yeah, <laughs> the thing that's really been catching my eye lately is the uh, how they've been doing those CTSVs. Yeah, the coupes. Yeah, those things are badass. Those are nasty, yeah. bro. Especially put some exhaust on that or something, put some yeah. Velux on it. Like, I, tire. you know, I'm an import guy, but I love V8s too, bro. I love any, you know, I, I'm a car guy, so. Yeah. I like V8s. I like lowriders, you know. Like, I grew up with that stuff, the lowriders and stuff too. Really? I just, I like them. I just, you know, I like my racing more. So, say you could have one lowrider, what kind would you have? 64 Impala 64? convertible. 64? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, that's like, that's the gem right yeah, there, bro. Yeah. I think every SoCal dude would want that car badass what color would you get um i'm not sure you know that that one i'm not sure but maybe like a solid color you know like something i don't know it's a lot of colors that look nice it would be nice man it would definitely be nice like uh like i said i I still have that chevelle the 69 chevelle yeah so it's at the shop right now hopefully it'll be done in the next few weeks or Mm -hmm. so but uh it's a three three stroker on it uh, it has a blower, a YN177, so a single car blower. And um, I had a Holly uh, 750 on it, but when I took it to the shop, the guys actually talked me into going uh, fuel injected. Yeah. So it's the, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this, like a FI tech, like a fuel injection right. carburetor right, right. kind of shit, yeah. you know, where, because I don't want to change out the blower. I love the blower, yeah, dude. Yeah. And if you go, um, fuel injected. if you go fuel injected, you have to change all that mm. stuff. And even if you do go fuel injected and you go with like uh, a pro charger or something yeah. like I, I feel it just doesn't, it doesn't look as good as, you know, like a root style blower. Yeah, bro. yeah that thing looks mean with the blower. Yeah, dude. So I haven't had that car running for at least four or five years. Uh-huh. So I'm excited to yeah, get it yeah. going, man. But we have everything built on that, dude. The, um, the, the rear end and the trans and it's just... The internals that car's nice. that car's a beast, dude. And I mean, it still needs a lot of work. Like it needs paint and stuff. But yeah. I feel like that car is gonna be like my my lifetime project. Yeah. You know? So maybe uh, 
when we get the house, put a lift in there, and one of these days just do like a frame off on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't really feel like spending money on on the body work or on paint right now because I know that's gonna be fucking fifteen G's plus, dude. Yeah. And then after you do all that kind of shit, you don't even want to drive it anywhere. <laughs> keep it some, nice. Yeah, do you want to keep it clean? But yeah, I, I miss that car, man. It, it's really funny when people do that is that they say like, yo, I'm just into Hondas or I'm just a Nissan guy. Like, what kind of shit is that, bro? You're just ruining any potential that yeah. you have to enjoy something else. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a car guy, so I like all cars. I don't just like, imports are my favorite. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I like a nice badass V8, you know, and I would like to have a low rider too, you know, but it's, it's a lot of money to have all those. Yeah, no, definitely. You got to kind of pick your your money pit <laughs> right these cars are fucking money pits, that's all man. they are is money pits that's and, it uh, even even the uh the right hand drive i haven't been trying to do anything to it man mm. it's it's clean it looks good it runs good but then um i ended up just getting a turbo kit for it turbo kit for it i got yeah. a um a css block yeah. for it four piston head nice um you know built internals everything um but i just gotta put it all together yeah, so that's cool that's gonna turn into another project and i have that uh the gray hatch i'm actually partying that one out mm, right okay. now the one with all the graffiti and yeah, stuff yeah. in it but hopefully once i get it down to the actual shell hopefully um somebody will get it and they'll do something with right, it right. i would love to see that car down the track man it's cool. fully gutted out it already has the uh, fcs wing on mm. it and the car looks nice, dude. It, it would be a nice, nice track car, but yeah. you know how it is, dude. Running business, you, you really don't have much free time to do anything. Yeah, you're telling me. Like I do everything, so it's hard, man. I barely have enough time. I that's why I don't. I don't really have another hobby because, you know, with my race car plus work, it's it's impossible to do anything else. And then I have kids. You know, you got to make time for them too. So. I just sit there and, you know, we'll go to the movies, we'll go eat whenever we can. But they're always like, Dad, you're always working. Yeah. I'm like, but it's, we, I, got, I got no choice, you know? It's hard, man. You you get in those situations where it's like, yeah, the, I, I love doing this, but there's I have to make sacrifices. Yeah. There's a lot of times I got to make sacrifices, whether it's, you know, I got to go to a show or something or even leave for a weekend. Yeah. Like, we're set it up to go to uh, H-Day in New Hampshire uh, oh, nice. next weekend. Oh, nice. It's next weekend. So, I'm going to be gone for four days. Yeah. And you think, like, oh, that's dope. You're going to a track and going to be gone for four days. But, yeah, I'm leaving my family for yeah. four days, leaving the business for four days. Like, mm-hmm. leaving everything that I would be doing for four days to go out there. Yeah. And it's not a pleasure trip. I'm going out there to work. To work. Yeah. Not only to work, to network with people. I already have, like... Uh, three podcasts set up to do over there nice. so i'm on my grind you know yeah yeah trying to make it happen dude that's cool it's uh it, it's exciting to do these podcasts especially with people like you man so you get like like an idea of what things were yeah back in the day so if you say if you can uh if you had the power or if you saw the community moving in in a certain way what what would you like to see um i would like maybe to then bring back the pro cars you know the, like the pro motor cars, the pro turbo cars, you know, like, um, like which ones? Like, you know, like, uh, Jeremy's cars, a pro all motor mm-hmm. car, and then Norris's pro all motor cars, like all those classes, you know, like, 
I think they died out because not too many people were in them. I, I think, you know, once you get to a certain level that you're just too fast for everybody else, it discourages others yeah. to try and, you know, build something. Even in our class, that's what discourages, you know, those younger guys like, damn, why can't I compete with that? Why am I going to build something? Is that, that all motor class? All motor, even right? the turbo cars. Like, yeah. You know, it's like that because some of them are just too fast. We can't compete with. And it discourages others from getting into it. Yeah. So would there be any any kind of way to um, to divide it a lot more? Say say in like the all motor mm. class, or more indexes, yeah. or what what would what would make it fair? I mean, you have to have rules, you know, but it's just kind of it's hard, man, because they like over here they don't enforce any of the rules. Mm -hmm. All motors just all motor and that's it. They don't check fuel. They don't check nothing, you know. And then um, even with the turbo cars, they don't really check nothing. On the East Coast, they're they're on it. You yeah. Know? But um, I don't know. They just, you know, it, I think it's the bigger companies that kill it for the smaller guys. Really? You know, like, like Norris and his cars, you yeah. know. How is a pro, how is an amateur going to compete with him? Mm-hmm. They don't have that kind of money, you know? Yeah. So it's hard. They should be in their own class with, you know, like with Drag Cartel and Norris and them and all the bigger companies. They sh they belong in one class. They don't belong in our class. Yeah. Because they step all over us because we don't have the amount of money that they have. Yeah. Know? So it's, it's, you know, it's hard. Like I said, you know, they blow engine. They have a spare one in the truck. We blow engine. We go home. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> you you bring up a really good point, man. Because that that can be something that's just detrimental to the the entire community. Yeah. You know, if people want, if say there's a kid right now and he wants to say, I'll, I want to race all motor one day, and you look and the cars already what in the, the eights? Yeah. Have they have they? Yeah, yeah. They've touched the eights yeah. already, right? Yeah, on the east coast, yeah. Dude, the cars are in the eights, and you're you're building something. And Pretty much, if you're like just starting off, you know, a 10 second car, yeah. that's going to be something really hard to achieve to yeah. get to that point, right? right. I right. mean, but what do you think it would take to build cost wise to build a 10 second or like mm. a nine and a half second? A nine and a half is probably like a good 30 G's, you know, and then uh, like a 10 second car, you could think maybe like. 10 to 15,000. Oh, okay. Really? You can build, you know, a 10 second car. Maybe, I mean, a lot of times, even less. It just depends on the setup, like how tens, low tens and 10, 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. High tens and probably like 10, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kind of depends. So is, is most of this stuff um, the engine itself, or how much do you spend on the actual chassis? Um, chassis, well, you know, you got to do a cage for sure. So. You know, a chassis with a cage. You could buy a chassis for like five hundred bucks uh -huh. to a thousand, depending. Yeah. And then a cage is probably gonna run you like two G's. Okay. And then, um, so it's like a three thousand dollar chassis. And then from there, everything was, you know, I mean, the biggest hit is probably the transmission, because on a K series, you have to get a dog box. Yeah. Like there's no way around it. You know, the trannies are weak, so you have to get a dog box. On a B series, you know, you could make up seven hundred horsepower and not break it. Yeah. So on just a stock tranny. On a stock tranny. So wow. A stock tranny is good for like seven, you know. Like you'll break it here and there, but like a K, forget it. You make over 300, you'll probably break it, you know, in the event for sure. 
So anything above three, you're going to need yeah, a dog, dog box. box yeah. Fuck. Yeah. If you want to compete. Yeah. Because, you know, you might survive the event. You might not. Like, you have to go with a good transmission. Like, I had a lot of training issues in the beginning until I bought the dog box. And I was like, man, I should have done this a long time ago. Oh, it fixed a lot? Oh, yeah, man. Because before, I used to break trainings every event. Mm-hmm. And then when I got the dog box, I was like, wow, you know, it's like night and day. Yeah. And what kind of issues would you run into with that? With the dog box? Yeah. Um, sometimes when the forks are bent, then it, you know, doesn't engage the gears right and you break it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, dog box is reliable. So you feel like it's a good investment for oh, somebody yeah. to make? Yeah, for sure. So say say you say the forks are bent or something like that. What would what would that cost you? I mean, the forks are only like hundred bucks, maybe. Got you. Got for you. stock forks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, the the dog gears are the expensive part. And so. how often do you have to change those out? I or? mean, if you're a good driver and you take care of it, I mean, it'll last you years. Really? But when stuff happens, you know, if you miss a gear and you grind it, forget it. It's done. Mm-hmm. You know, because those, they don't grind, you know. Well, they'll grind, but you mess up the dog teeth, the dogs. Mm-hmm. So then you have to replace them. Yeah. To replace a set is probably $1,000. Got you. So what what was the the whole tranny? What did that cost off the bat? Probably like around. Well, when we say tranny, we're talking about just the guts. Yeah, <laughs> because you know the PPG. I use a PPG, and um, you know, complete with the final is probably like around six thousand, just for the gears. Yeah, plus the LSD. You know, so you know if you get a billet casing, then you're talking about seven eight. About eight nine thousand dollar transmission. Damn. So that's why I said Chinese like ten grand. Yeah. And then the the engine itself. The engine is probably like another. You know. I think you spend like maybe eight, eight thousand on a long block. So nice so say say maybe less. Say you were you were gonna build a motor and and you want to get into like low tens. Maybe high nines. What what kind of what kind of components or not even if you want to get that specific, maybe brands would yeah. you recommend somebody well, would work with? For sure the tranny, you know, the dog box. I gotcha. mean, like I said, I use PPG. So quick ten yeah, right there. Yeah. I mean a little bit less, but it's around there. You know? Okay. And then um you know, long you could get a motor built, you know, it's like I said, maybe I mean now they're running nines with a uh, a 99 you know so a nice piston and rod combo and a quick rebuild um it's probably like maybe six seven thousand you know cams and stuff like that the expensive part of the itbs too is you got to get some good ones mm-hmm. so i mean that'll you could run nice with that and as far as the chassis wise you say just pretty much cut it up mm-hmm. cage it the lighter the better and that's it yeah mm-hmm Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty intimidating, dude, especially yeah. if you're a young kid and you just want to race. I mean, I, I like I, I like turbos a lot too, so like I recommend I recommend a lot. Like if they don't want to go heavy on motor, then I would say go turbo B because they don't have to buy a crazy transmission, you know, they can have fun with a stock transmission. Yeah. For a long time until they get, you know, to that next level, then yeah. Then they can get a dog box. Now, how familiar are you with the sport front wheel drive class? Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you guys have, do you race in that? Yeah, a couple of cars. Yeah, my friends. 
And what are yeah. those cars at right now? Um, my fastest car has been an 860. Wow. Yeah, one of my friends, yeah. So I had a couple of them in the 8s. Is that what you would consider maybe the most popular class? Yeah. The sport four-wheel drive and the all-motor class are the two. Sport four-wheel drive more. Yeah. Because it's just all-motor's hard, bro. It takes dedication. <laughs> the turbo cars, it just, it's easy, you know? Put a big-ass turbo on it. It's going to go fast. So what do you think the motivation is for people to stay all-motor? Why wouldn't they just... Um, turbo because i think it's a little more hard work you know, really it's just a motor you know like on the turbo car you just put a bigger turbo and you make more <laughs> yeah, power. yeah yeah what are you gonna do when you've maxed out your engine all motor it's hard you know to make power do you feel like there's a lot more respect for an all motor guy i think so yeah all motor it's a little more respect i think so so as far as all motor who who do you think are like the ones that are kind of leading the class right now? And what, um, what kind of times are they, they at? Well, I know, um, you know, Jamie Marsh is, is tuning the cars into the eights already. Mm -hmm. So it's Jamie Marsh, you know, the, you know, Bellow guys, his son. Oh, out son. in, uh, in Florida, and right? In Florida and then Norris too. So they're, they're all of those cars are in the eights except the Bellow car, but he's like, nah, I know he's like right there. Damn, did you ever think you would see those days? No, that's crazy. Eights, dude, that's wild. 890, I think Norris ran an 892 or something, or 894, I don't know. So that car that Jamie just tuned, it was that the blue, Sonic. The, the Sonic car, Sonic yeah. Car, what yeah. What is that one at? He ran an 894 maybe, I don't remember, something like that. Okay, so that's not the fastest. I think him and Nor. I don't know which one is faster than the other, but they're both but they're right eight, there. nine something. You know, yeah, they're both. You know, I think they said Norris is the fastest right now. Got you, but by <laughs> maybe two tenths it's of right a second. There, yeah, yeah. You know? Are you gonna go to a World Cup this year? Uh, I might go to watch. Yeah, it's fun to go watch. Yeah, but it's too expensive to go compete. Yeah, I, I've always thought about having a booth over there, but it's just so so much stuff happens around that time yeah. that it just makes it hard, especially like it being so close to SEMA. Mm -hmm. I think this year might be the best year because it's it's before, it's a week before oh, nice. SEMA, if I'm not mistaken. So you could go to that, then go to SEMA. Then go to SEMA, yeah. But it was SEMA's always been my pick. Right, right. Um, You, you go out to SEMA, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, I go to SEMA too. Yeah. What about... Um, in indianapolis indianapolis yeah i've been pri there. yeah pri i've been there too it's nice how's that event like it's cool like it, you you know you could go there and try to get sponsors mm -hmm. that's what i did when i went over there i got a couple of sponsors out of it so say somebody's listening right now um and they want to approach a sponsor what what would you recommend things that they say things that they bring up and things that they they should do um, that would make them better than somebody just looking for a discount yeah. or free parts um i mean they're not going to sponsor slow cars so if you're starting up it's kind of hard you have to be fast for them to sponsor you so um that's the first thing people always they don't think like they're like oh, i'm gonna build this and like, no, they want to see you already doing times so they only sponsor fast people but um i don't know it's kind of hard you just got to talk to them and you know hopefully they get a good feel for you and you know, be um, reliable and uh, what do you call it? Um, just honest, you know. Yeah. Because <clears throat> that's that's what I told, like you know, because I know the guys at Skunk too, and I know you know Drag Cartel, and Drag Cartel is more sponsor, sponsor my car more than, you know, 
it's going to they always want to help me out a little but i yeah. can't do too much because i know they don't like each other mm-hmm. and um you know so i try to tell them like look you know i'll just be honest with them like look this is what they're they help me out with you know like if you can't compete with that then there's no sense of me you know even messing any type of i don't want to close any of my doors yeah so i try to keep them open for whatever so i'm you know i i'm always i'm always honest with them yeah so so being in the industry for shit 20 plus years have you noticed a a lot of um a lot of that stuff that goes on, you know, conflict between other brands and things like that. I mean, there's always going to be, you know. How, how do you feel like you've been able to maneuver this whole this whole time with staying, like, cool with everybody? Um, I think by just being honest with them, you know. Like, I'll tell them, you know, I can't because I'm already here, you mm-hmm. know. So, same thing when Blackworks was around, you know, they used to hook me up. So, yeah. I'm not going to just, you know take their stuff and then go over here, you know, like, you know, I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Like I stayed, you know, honest with them. So, yeah, it seems like there's a, there's a lot of internal conflict between yeah. a lot of companies and, yeah. and things like that. Uh, shit. I don't know, man. Maybe if we all had the same kind of goal in mind, yeah. put all the, the, the bickering and, and things to the side and make the actual community grow, yeah. you know, that's a that's one thing that I really want to do, man. Especially with this podcast, you know. Yeah. Hopefully, motivate some people and hopefully um, show people like that we can we can do something positive and yeah. we don't have to focus on, on, on the, the negativity yeah. things. Cause that shit doesn't make you feel good at the end of the day. Yeah, like, for sure. Say, man, this the this is we all do this because we want to be happy yeah you know, we, we don't, do it for fun you yeah know, we, we love do it. it for fun man and everybody's trying to have fun everybody's trying to have a good time yeah seems like there's always a lot of conflict in the race community and i get it dude there's a there's a lot of testosterone yeah, it's competition it, you know and the competition and shit maybe that's something that we need in the car show yeah side of things because it seems like that's been gone for a minute man mm-hmm. i remember when i first got in it like i was going to shows and seeing cars and thinking like damn that car is very nice and yeah. and it was it, to get the, the the first place trophy was was such an accomplishment yeah. and it just meant so much and nowadays i don't even think people really even care about it yeah. you know and when you take out the competition from things it just it, it kind of stops people from actually pushing forward and, and right, getting right. getting to the next level. Yeah. But it, it's dope that um that you've been able to maneuver and stay in the industry for this long and dude, just to even be able to do your own thing for fifteen plus years. Yeah. That that's awesome, man. That's Thanks. that's like the American dream right there. You know? I mean I wish I had more money, but Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's you know, I just I just work hard. You know, I'm honest. I don't burn anybody. That's just, you know, I try to have a good reputation. Yeah. No, you do, man. I've never heard okay. anybody say anything bad about you. Nice. I've, I've always heard people just say say good things about you. And uh, all the interactions that we've had has yeah. been nothing but positive, right. you know. You you bring a, a different light into into the community. Thank you. You're 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 an OG in this and you've been around and you know what you're talking about. Yeah. And when uh when you see that sticker on the windshield, it, it it means something. Yeah, you know that's why I don't just put it on any car. It's gotta be built. Yeah. So, 
that I've done it. So that's why if you put your sticker on anything, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's there's a definitely a strong name behind it, man. So what are some goals that you have coming up for the future? Um, I don't know, maybe make other fiberglass products to to sell, to make it affordable. Mm-hmm for people that's that's kind of like what i like to do is make the things affordable so they're not as expensive you know yeah so it can get like more entry level yeah. people yeah because I, I mean i'm a racer too so i don't want to pay all kinds of money for something i could get at a good deal that i could put it i'd rather put it in the engine you know yeah now what do you think the future of of racing is going to be like what do you think they're going to have uh different classes some classes are going to die out some are going to get more popular um Man, I'm not sure. I get. I guess they have to make now an outlaw all motor class because these cars are running eights. Like I can't compete with that. Yeah. So. So do you think that would be a good way to separate it? Maybe you know, but it's it's hard because I don't. There's only a handful of cars that would run that class. Yeah. You know, like if an eight second car and we're running high nines, like there's no way we could compete with that. And then the, they're going to end up at the same situation where it was a few years ago where there's nobody even in the class. Yeah. That's why the pro all-motor class died because there's only like one or two cars. Yeah. So it's, you know, they're just not building those kind of cars anymore. Yeah, dude. It's it's hard, man. It's hard from, from a racer standpoint. It's hard from, uh, from throwing events. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard all the way around. And the way the technology is moving and the way that these cars are becoming faster it's like damn near mid-year or the first quarter of the year the the whole game changes yeah you know once this guy gets gets into the AIDS, you're like oh shit now yeah. what do i do yeah. that just fucks up my whole year yeah, yeah you know i thought i was creeping up on him and he's no. just like done lapped me yeah because i remember in, in like 07 08 like we were all around the same area we were all running tents mm-hmm. you know not too far away from each other then it was competitive now you have this big old gap because, like I said, these big companies like over there, Norris is a huge company. Yeah, you know how's a regular guy like me gonna compete with his cars? It's impossible, and he's in our class. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, man. It's kind of hard, like, you know, to separate that. You know, because I don't know. I think a big company like that shouldn't be allowed to race in our class. Gotcha. Because they they got an unlimited amount of money. Yeah, pretty much. Not compared to ours, because like I said, if I blow engine, it takes me months to rebuild it, because I can't just you know put all my money in it. So dude, that's so crazy that it's hard for you to get sponsors, bro. You're just like a fucking legend out here. I mean, that some companies, like I said, Drag Cartel, he's always hooked me up. Yeah, you know, Clutch Masters, they they give me a discount on stuff. Uh, Tom at Portflow, he always hooks me up with my heads. You know, and it helps. It mm. helps a lot. You know, and then, uh, like I said, K Tune, they've always helped me out too. You know, and they don't ask for much. Yeah. No, K Tune's great, man. Yeah, that's a great company, bro. Great guys over there. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate it. When the companies help me out, I try to stay, you know, truthful to them and I tell them what's going on. And, you know, if they help me out, I'll always be there. Yeah. It just seems like everything is always going through a transition, even mm-hmm. even within the stuff that we do. You know, yeah. I'm always just keeping an eye on the community and just trying to trying to foresee where it's going to go in the future. Yeah. But always something will just throw you for a loop, you yeah. know, with, you know, different events, changing locations mm-hmm. or 
tracks closing down or whatever it, it like it kind of messes up the whole ecosystem yeah, yeah. of everything or and that's the negative part but looking at it in, in the positive part yeah. you know the 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 growth of the all-wheel drive stuff maybe somebody like for uh for piston they're coming out with uh that full cnc head or whatever this is just these guys are just pushing forward drag cartel coming out with the all-wheel drive parts yeah and i think i forget what company it is but i think i've seen somebody that's making a full trans uh all-wheel drive um i think is it liberty they make the casing i think liberty made the casing for all-wheel drive it the the popularity of that is is growing so quick that there's going to be somebody that's going to come out with a kit where it's just X amount of money and it comes with everything you need. Yeah. So you don't have to go to junkyards. Yeah. You don't have to source anything. Well, I know uh, FCS, yeah. they offer a whole rear end for it. The suspension and everything. Yeah. Spindles. Like, and their stuff is badass, too. Yeah, hell yeah. Shout out to Parker, man. I, I've yeah. been wanting to get Parker He's a, he's a good sure. dude, man. He's always cool with me. Yeah, he is, dude. That That's another OG. And yeah. he's more of... Um, in the middle where he saw he grew up watching all, all those guys um yeah. racing and then he's the og of like the new the newer stuff that's going on right, and right. his car is nasty yeah, too, his car's man. Badass, yeah. but um just just like with him it, it's hard for him to even do things man just like i i don't think people understand the the manufacturer side yeah. of things i talk to people all the time and it's just like Say say you have one car to do. Okay, you just got one, dude. I have so much shit to do. Yeah. Just may just you know like changing the fluids or something. Like that's that's gonna take some time or yeah. doing the wiring. That's gonna take time. You it's not just like take the motor out, put the one in, and here you go. It's yeah. it's a lot of stuff to it, man. And yeah. it's um it's not as easy as people make it look. Yeah. And I, I think one thing that I would really like to see is a, is a lot more support for the, uh, the guys who are actually pushing forward, you know, the guys like yourself, like Parker, the ones that small businesses that are, mm-hmm. that are really passionate about the community. Yeah. These are the faces that you see at these events. When yeah. you go, you don't see some of these other, these corporate people that, that have a hold on, on the industry. Yeah. Um, and that that would be dope because it, it would help out them and it would help out everything else yeah. and grow. But uh, you could just you could just hope, man, and and just do the best that you can and just step back and see what's gonna happen. Yeah. But um, either way, I'm excited, bro. I'm not going anywhere. I'm excited yeah, to see either. how things are gonna go. I'm gonna keep racing till I can. <laughs> till you can. I'm right? already 43 and I'm still racing. Yeah, dude. I don't care. Shit, and that gives me hope too, man. Because if you're if you're able to keep doing it at that age, you know, me being 10 years younger, I I, I don't plan on being anywhere else. Yeah. In 10 years, besides here, you know, maybe growing at, at some pace or something, yeah. but. I don't have an end goal where I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this for the next five years and then get out of this. Yeah. Like, no, dude, this is, this is my life. This is what I do. Yeah. But, um, dude, Jerry, thank you so much for coming out, man. No problem, I, man. I, I really appreciate you coming out here and sitting down and talking with me. I know you got a lot of shit going on yeah. and you could be anywhere else, man, but I, I really appreciate you being no here. Problem, man. So, um, to close it up, what are the type of products and services that you offer and if somebody were to to contact you about that where where can they find you at um i'm on instagram you know jerry guzman jerry built racing um on facebook also and then um you know i'm everywhere bro i do you know like i said i do the front ends eg and ek and um 
you know, like if you buy one from me, you will 100% get it in a, in a fast time. You're not going to sit there for months. Waiting that's crazy for how that's even something that you got to say. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm not like that. Bro. Like yeah. You will get your product yeah. 100%. Hell yeah. Maybe it'll be a week or two late at the most because I get a little busy, but I will always come through when it comes down to business. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, you can, everybody knows me, so you could get a hold of me pretty, pretty quick. My phone number is on my Instagram and Facebook, so you could reach me there or just message me from there. There you go, dude. Now say, um, the, the front ends themselves, do you have a price for them? Um, I sell them for seven fifty. Okay. Um, Speed Factory has them for seven fifty also, so they're my main dealer. And, um, you know, usually local people, I, I sell it to them directly. Got you. Okay, yeah. dope. All right. So, guys, if you're listening, you need a front end, you need anything done, you got to hit up Jerry, man. I'm telling you. Ever, ever since, even before I got into the racing scene, before I knew what was going on, like, your name was always ringing in the streets, man, as Thanks, one of the OGs out here, dude. And I wish you the best in, in you. your future success. And uh, I, I look forward to see what you, what, what you bring to the table, man, because... You're doing it, bro. Sounds good, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time once again, everybody listening. This is episode 68. Uh, Jerry from Jerry Built Racing. If you guys want to find him, I'm going to have the information below. And uh, make sure you just go comment in, uh, on his stuff, follow him, and, and show him some love, man. Um, real guy out here. Thank you. Appreciate trying to do it. something for the community and uh, just is very passionate about it. And it's real hard to find something yeah. like that, man. So I thank you for your time, Jerry. Thank you. All Thanks right, brother. Me. All right, bye. Peace. Thank you.